different families are known for different things. In some families, sports are what they are known for. They enjoy playing together, coaching and watching sports together. In some other families, music is a shared interest. They enjoy singing, playing music, going to musical concerts. They are known for their musical interest throughout the family. Still, in some families, it is their love for food. They love preparing and entertaining people with good food. I think my family falls in that category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the same way, Jesus points out the identifying mark of his spiritual family. He emphasizes what it means to be a member of the family of God. So please turn with me in your Bibles to Luke 8, 19 to 21, and Luke 11, 27 to 28, as we seek to discover what signifies a person as being in Jesus' true family. Let us turn our Bibles to that, to see who is a true member in the family of Jesus. Luke 11, 27. Well, Luke 8, 19. Luke 8, 19 first. And his mother and brothers came, back, came to him, and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. And it was reported to him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now let's go to 11, 27. While Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed or blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast I wish you nourished. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we say, Yes, indeed, speak, Father, for we are listening. Thank you for the purity and the power, the life-transforming power of your word. May that be our experience today. In Jesus' name, amen. From these two passages just read, we see two things. First, we see that responding to God's word with obedience or in obedience proves true relationship with Jesus. Obeying God's word 
as you listen to it, as you study it, responding to it in obedience proves a true relationship with Jesus. We are made God's children by God's grace, true faith. That is true. But from that point, obedience is, is the mark. Obedience becomes a sign that we are in God's family. It is those who hear God's word and respond to it favorably, who do it, practice it, that show that they are his true family. Indeed, Jesus connects hearing God's word and doing, doing God's word, hearing and doing God's word with our relationship with him. He who has my commandments and, keep, and keeps them is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Someone has said, they are true followers of Jesus, true disciples of Jesus, and also they are fans, fans of Jesus, F-A-N-S, fans of Jesus. True followers of Jesus who are children of God have a deep longing to grow in, in their love for Jesus, in their obedience to the word of God, they are willing and prepared to do whatever it takes, whatever God tells them to do. Those are true followers of Jesus. On the other hand, his fans, they are not so. They cheer Jesus from afar. They love Jesus when things are fine or when things get rough. They do otherwise. They have no deep commitment or real relationship with Jesus. You remember one time Jesus in the Gospel of John chapter 6, Jesus was teaching. He was teaching that he is a real bread from heaven, not like the bread the forefather ate in the wilderness. And that they will eat, his, eat this bread from heaven and drink his blood. When those who were not his true disciple, Holy, they said, What is it? I'm out of here. What is he talking about? And they all left Jesus because they could not understand what Jesus was teaching. So Jesus turned to his disciples and said, Will you also go away? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the word of eternal life. You have the word of eternal life. We must be doers of the word of God and so prove that we are 
his true followers. James said, if we are hearers of the word only and not doers, we deceive ourselves. He said, the word of God is like a mirror. We look into it and we see what is wrong with us, our thoughts, what needs to be corrected. But if we turn, forgetting who we are, then we deceive ourselves. The word of God points out our faults. It convicts us. It's powerful. It's active. It's living. And that's why we are called upon to read the word of God every day. You remember that old song we used to sing in, in Sunday school? Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible, pray everything. It will make it will make you grow. It will make you grow. So James said, when we look into it and see what we are, we will change. We will address the spiritual changes that are needed in our lives. Um and not turning away, and not caring how we look like. So this morning, I asked you the question, how is your obedience to God's word? As, as we come to church every Sunday, as we sit in Sunday school classes, I will have our growth group Bible study. How is our obedience? We are, not, we are never lacking opportunities to study God's word, but the question is, how is it changing us? How are we obeying it? So in what era of my life, in your life this morning, am I being challenged? And are you being challenged to deal with those issues? that are not in line with God's word in our lives. A true relationship with Jesus is spiritual. It's not natural. From the Gospels account, Matthew, Mike, Luke, Jesus clearly draws a line between his spiritual family and his natural family. And he said his real family was spiritual. Jesus emphasizes that those who, res who, responded, who responded to God's grace in him and are obeying God's war are truly his family. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching his hands toward his disciples. Maybe if you were in that cry, you'd be, you'd be stretching your arm to you if you have accepted him. And he said, these are my, my mother and my brothers, his disciples, by his true spiritual family. But he, he had a natural family, as you all know. Uh, his, he had a natural family. He grew up in the household of his stepfather, Joseph. His mother and his mother Mary, and he had 
are four brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and he has sisters, actual siblings. No doubt Jesus loved his natural family. He cared for his mother. You remember when he was dying on the cross? He made sure that one of his disciples took care of his mother. He didn't just want to leave her uh, just like that with her. With a, with a, a, a care. And so he asked one of his disciples to take, take care of her. But in light of the reality of his mission, what he came here to do, his spiritual family took precedence over his natural family. One commentator said Jesus was not repudiating his early family. Rather, he was emphasizing the supremacy and the eternity of spiritual relationships. After all, his own family needed him as savior. And we know James accepted Jesus. James who wrote the book of James. They say all of family members doubted him, but James accepted Jesus. Jesus' spiritual family, as he pointed out, Mary and my brothers are not my spiritual family. His spiritual family were his disciples. For whoever does the will of my father, it is, is he. He is my brother and my sister and my mother. So, have you accepted Jesus this morning? Are you in the spiritual family of Jesus? Are you a true follower or are you just a fan? That's the question for us this morning. Have you accepted Jesus and are you obeying God's word, doing his will? If so, then you and I as spiritual brothers and spiritual sisters for eternity with Jesus. We are his spiritual family. Are you, are you giving due consideration with all your love for your natural families? Are you giving due consideration to the, family, to the spiritual family in which God has placed you here at Crossroads? Do you care for your brothers and sisters in Christ? Are you concerned about their well-being? How are you treating one another as children of God? Is Jesus our savior and our spiritual big brother? Yes, he is. Is he pleased with our relationship with one another? Gloria and I watch a television series called The, the Waltons. And we've been, we've been doing that for some time now. I think it's, 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 it's featured on Home, the Hallmark Channel. John Walton and his family, 
his, his father and his mother live with them in the same house. And they have been living on the mountain for, for years as a, as a family, closely native family. John Walton was a lumber uh, merchant. He sold lumber to, to people. And he was grooming one of his sons to take over the business, even as he took over the business from his father. Jason was good at, at, at doing the work. Every morning he would be with his dad in the Lama uh, factory. And one morning, Jason got and said, Dad, I know you've been depending upon me. We've been here as a family, enjoying life on the, on the Walter Mountains. But Dad, I'm sorry. I'm not going to take over your business. And that broke his, his dad's heart. And, and the dad said, okay, son, is that what you want? But Miriam, the oldest sister, confronted Jason. He said, Jason, dad has been so good to us. Look at us, look all that we have. He has been depending on you to take this business forward from him. Jason, you can do this. You can do this. All the siblings came around and they talked to Jason. Jason came back and said, Dad, I'm sorry. I step in your shoes. I obey you. That's how family do. They unapologetically intrude in one another's life for the good of the family and in obedience to the Father. So my question this morning, how are we encouraging one another? Really, this Bible, that's what God has given you. You see the Old Testament? God prompted, prompted the children of Israel, don't let it go from you. Bind it on your hand. Teach it to your children. How deep is our love for this word of God? And how are we prompting one another? If, if possible, intrusively challenging one another to be obedient to the word of God. So responding to God's word, obeying it is how we know that we belong to Jesus. Salvation is by grace, but thereafter, we obey God's word. Why shouldn't we? He's been so good to us. He's given us salvation when we were on our way to hell. He sent Jesus to die. So what is, it, what is difficult for us? Some of us take the Bible after church, look on the shelf. See, read it day and night. 
own resolution is to spend time than I have been in the world of God this, this year. And by God's grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit to apply his truth. Are you encouraging one another to be obedient? You're not just coming to church, friend. After church, we got a life to live. We got a God to glorify, a God to obey day by day. But secondly, responding to God's word of obedience is true blessedness. Responding to God's word in obedience is true blessedness. While Jesus was saying this thing, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nourished. Who is, who is it that is truly blessed? And how do we know that we are blessed? Blessedness is the condition or state of being in God's grace or favor. The Greek word used for blessedness carries the idea of a state of happiness. A state of happiness. The woman in the crowd thought that Mary, the mother of, Je the mother of such a wonderful person as Jesus, must be especially happy and blessed for having such a son. She responded, Jesus responded to her saying, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. One commentator agrees that Jesus is not denying the blessedness of Mary. Of course, Mary is blessed, but also that he is not entertaining any tendency to evaluate her as an object of worship or veneration. Another commentator wrote, Mary's relationship as his physical, to Jesus as his physical mother did not confer on her any greater honor than the blessedness of those who hear the word of God and obey. True blessedness friend, is not limited to those with special labels or titles. Our culture is trying to mold us into his mold of thinking. He tries to tell us that, to tell us who is happy and who is not. The happiness is limited to a few people, and we tend to believe it. It tells us that only the skinny people are blessed and happy. Or those who drive the most expensive cars, such as the Ferrari or the Rolls Royce, are the happy people, happy ones. Or those who live in a 15-bedroom house. And we feel sorry for my father. Oh. Or those who wear expensive clothes, a brand name. All these things are good, but they do not give true happiness. True happiness is open to everyone who hears the word of God and obeys it. 
Blessed are those who hear God's word and observe it. The fullness of grace that Jesus offers includes the power to respond in faith and obedience to God's word. You see, Jesus was less concerned about whether you are a Jew, you are Greek, you are Samaritan. And even now, Jesus is less concerned about your skin color or where you come from, which language you speak. All Jesus is concerned about, have you responded to him in faith? And are you obeying God's word? That's what matters. And with that, we are one in Christ. One law, one baptism, one Holy Spirit. Nothing else matters. Their response to, their, to his father in obedience was what mattered. There, know therefore that the Lord God is he. Know therefore that the Lord God, he is God. The faithful God who keep his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him. And why? Keep his commandment. Deuteronomy 7, 7, 7, 9. So you are happy. Happiness is not material or physical things alone. It is spiritual. True relationship with Jesus is proven by our obedience to God's word, hearing it and doing it. Are we cherishing God's word and obeying it, doing it, applying its principle in our daily walk? If not, let us confess our sins of negligence to the word of God. Let's renew our devotion to this to this, to this world, even today. True happiness is derived from obeying God's word. Outside of that, we'll be deluding ourselves by the lies of the devil and the culture. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house on the rock. The storm came. Blew it upon it, but it stood. True blessedness, happiness is obeying God, and that is open to all of us. Let us pray. Holy Heavenly Father, we confess this morning, Lord that you are good. But how we grieve your heart when we harden our hearts and do not do what you tell us to do, do not obey your word. And so, Father, will you help us this morning to renew our commitment to this holy book, which is pure, Rejoices the heart, brings wisdom. Will you please help us, Lord, to do whatever you tell us to do as we read your word. 
Help us to trust you and follow you in whatever you are leading us to doing. And Jesus, yes, indeed, we are in your spiritual family and we'll hold each other accountable in obeying this word because that brings true happiness. In Jesus' name, amen.